0: <laughs> um, we're very happy you're here uh, with us at Life Church. Lots going on. Um, the first thing I want to remind you of is is game night. That's Woo! Wednesday night. Wednesday night, night. Is game night. That is where we all descend upon Bowen Park, what we did before with the ice cream social. This is for everyone. Please come. And uh, we're going to play games. There's going to be snacks and things there. We're going to play games at game night. And all Everything you need to know, I believe, is in your bullet's home Yes. Uh, yes, game night. Right there it is. So, uh, come on game night. Please, please, please. Just come for a couple of hours. Come for 15 minutes. Come for the whole thing. But don't miss game night, all right? That's this Wednesday night. Um, now, we have uh, every year, Gigi Killian is very, very um, thankful in doing this for our church. It's called Operation Christmas Child, mm-hmm. um, or Spiritus Purse. And um, what we do is, and if you haven't been here the last couple of years, we have boxes that we give to you that are back on the back counter. And on the box, it, it helps you say, here's how you pack this box. And really, we're, we're pack, packing it for a boy or a girl, uh, 9 to 12, somewhere around in there. Um, and we pack the box. We bring it here. Gigi's so faithful about taking the mm-hmm. box to where it needs to go. She's actually taking it home, just popping it open and playing for, <laughs> <laughs> for the um, But she takes them off. Um, and uh, this is happening again this year. Um, it is a great, great worldwide thing, and I think yeah. Billy yeah. Reddy's son is... Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, this is all happening again. So just take it after grab you. Go with your kids, go by yourself, go to Target, and grab some stuff, and make a day out of it, and make two, three, four of these boxes. Please do this before you leave today. Grab some boxes, take them with you. There are two more Sundays.
1: The, uh, the 19th is a Monday, but the 18th is the last Sunday. You can bring it in because bring it here. Leave it here, and Gigi will take it,
0: and she will take it where it needs to go. So all we have to do is take it, fill it out, or fill these with great um, toys for the kids. You can fill it. It will help you with this. What to fill? You can fill it with toys. You can fill it with hygiene products, toothbrushes, toothpaste, and then you can send these things overseas all around the world. These kids love these. Please, please don't forget how much we live in a bubble here in this country, and how blessed we are to walk into a grocery store and find food yes. and things that we just take for granted that I can find. On any given week, I can find a peach, or a grapes, or a dragon fruit, or some bizarre fruit that's in public. Um, but people don't have food to eat. So uh, remember that. Don't put food in the box. But, <laughs> <laughs> don't put a Twinkie in there. Um, that would be good There is a salt meeting today, serving and leader training meeting today, that's happening right after the service. You know the deal. It's for anyone that wants to come, uh, but especially for our leaders and people that serve in ministry here in the church. It's a quick word of leadership that Jim wants to to uh, give to us. It'll be about five ten minutes after the service, and it will last about five or ten minutes. So uh, hang out with that uh, leader training. start today right after the service. We are in week two of the wonderful series called My Big mouth. mouth. Right, today we're going to be learning about gossip and the trouble that gets. Let me pray for us. <laughs> Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much for the rain today. God, we take it for granted that you water the earth. God, you make flowers grow. God, you do these things. We take it all for granted that the grass is green and the trees and everything Because of you, and actually is giving you silent praise. Father, we love you. We love you. Thank you for this morning.
2: your big fat mouth get you in trouble sometimes? Um, President Abraham Lincoln's coffin was pried open twice. Twice. Neither had anything to do with trying to find out whether or not he was a vampire hunter. But amazingly, his coffin was yanked open two different times. First time was in 1867, 1887, 22 years after the assassination uh, took place. And you might be surprised to know it was not to find out whether or not he died from a bullet coming from the Derringer of John Wilkes Booth. Okay, it wasn't that? Why? It was because of gossip. No kidding, it's because of gossip. A rumor was sweeping the country that Abraham Lincoln's coffin was empty. So a select group of witnesses got to see that the rumor was totally false and then they got to watch as the coffin was resealed with lead and put back in the ground unbelievably a second time 14 years later lincoln's body is dragged up again out of the ground and it's viewed this time by even more witnesses now why now same stupid reason no kidding rumors and gossip were flying around of the same nature and it had planted doubts in the public's mind and the pressure mounted to such proportions that the same gross ceremony had to be carried out. And despite the protest of of Lincoln's son, Robert, the body was exhumed a second time. And officials felt like this finally need to be laid to rest along with the Civil War president. And finally, finally, the corpse was permanently entombed at the crypt in Springfield. That's the power of gossip right there. Whispers that are lacking truth or direct sources They make rumors fly around, creating unrest everywhere. And it's not that the instigator is in the know or has some special inside information. No, no. A gossip is a busybody, a nosy whisperer that is too shallow to seek out the truth for themselves. And they cater to the sick appetites in petty people. Power of gossip. One author put it this way. I love this quote. He said gossips find satisfaction in trafficking half-truths, dropping subtle bombs that explode in others' mind by lighting the fuse of suggestion. They find comfort in being just an innocent channel of unsure information, never the source. And the phrase, I heard, I heard, provides safety for the rumor spreader. I heard they were gonna split up. I heard they say she had an affair. I heard his parents have a lot of money I heard he was on drugs. I heard they had to get married. I heard their daughter went off the deep end. I heard he's on thin ice at his job. The tongue is capable of prying open more caskets and stirring up more scandalous dust than almost any other tool on earth. And the Bible speaks directly to this. In the book of Proverbs, chapter uh, chapter 18, verse 8, here's what it says. The words of a gossip are like tasty bits of food. People like to gobble them up. It's true, isn't it? They're like tasty little morsels, and it is so true. I mean, you can be in a conversation, just talking to people, and all of a sudden, some, some, somebody says, "Hey, did you hear? I heard that." And you're like, "What? What? What happened? Who knows? What would what they do then? Then what happened?" It's just our nature to, to be like that. It's like a tasty little bit. Somebody said it this way. They said. Gossip can travel around the world and back before the truth gets out of bed and puts its pants on. <laughs> and that's pretty true, especially today in our day of social media. It takes nothing more than the push of a post button. And suddenly everybody knows, and it is out there, baby. And there's no taking it back. And the funny thing about gossip is that the more it's shared, the further it actually tends to wander from the truth. It's like it starts over here as one thing and ends up over here something completely different. Uh, some of you growing up, uh, like me, probably played the telephone game. Remember the telephone game? Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's where you have a bunch of people and the first person whispers something into the ear of the next. They share with the next person. They share it with the next person. They share it with the next person. And by the time it gets to the last person, the sentence is usually nowhere near what it started as. Usually it's wildly off target. Now, some people can sit back and think, you know, isn't gossip, you know, Isn't that kind of childish? Isn't that kind of middle school, high school stuff? The answer to that is a big fat no. A big fat no from a big fat mouth. (laughs) The bigger truth about this, however, the bigger truth is, when you have been stung by gossip, regardless of your age, you know the pain that it can inflict. Maybe you lost a friendship over some gossip that was shared. Somebody said something they shouldn't. Maybe you were really, really embarrassed by something. Whatever the case may be. Gossip can sting because those rumors going in deep. They, they, they hurt. Now, one big problem with gossip, one big problem, is that it's really difficult to see in the mirror. Nobody thinks that they're a gossip. And we know ourselves about this. We say, I'm just, I'm just concerned for them. Or we share something under the guise of being a prayer request. You know, I think we probably need to pray for Bob. I hear he's not doing well. Matter of fact, I heard that he's blah, 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 blah. <laughs> whatever juicy thing might be out there. Here's a little little truth to put in your pocket and file for next time you're tempted to gossip. Listen to this. Everything that is said must be true. But not everything that's true must be said. Let me say it again. Everything that is said must be true, but not everything that's true must be said. What we've got to realize is that in the, the power of our mouths, according to the Bible, we have the power of both life and death in the tongue, it says. So the question can become for us, what, what do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for? Speaking life and encouragement and building people up or tearing somebody down and bringing death to that individual at some level? Of course, we want to speak life over people because no one really intends to hurt and tear other people down. But gossip can hurt in so many different ways and then most of the ways are ways that we rarely think about. So if you're taking notes, there's a few points. I want you to jot these down. The first thing is gossip hit, hurts the person that it's spoken about. Hurts the person, I know that's Captain Obvious right there, but it hurts the person it's, it's spoken about. Gossip brings pain. This is another human being that we're talking about here. In Proverbs 16, 28, it says, A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Some here might know exactly what that verse is talking about. You've been separated from a close friend or a family member because of gossip. Somebody sharing something that they shouldn't have. And maybe for you, it was something as little in your world as maybe a secret crush you had on somebody. And somebody went and shared that. And that betrayal, you know... The, the squashing of that crush was nowhere near as painful as the betrayal of a friend. Maybe you confided in someone that you've got an addiction. Maybe it's a, some substance or alcohol or pornography or food or whatever. But somebody blabbed about that all over the place and it got around. And that actually set you back in your ability to, come over, to overcome that addiction because you were so hurt by the betrayal, got you sidetracked. You know, maybe the struggle that you're having in your marriage became a prayer request for some other people. They talked behind your back about your marriage issues, and it fell on the wrong ears, and it blew up, and it made a bad thing worse. That's the pain of gossip. Gossip hurts the person that's spoken about. I love the way that's stated in Proverbs chapter 21. It says, watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. (laughs) That verse is not lacking clarity, is it? And they may be tact, but not clarity. It sounds to me like something a fellow employee would tell you on your first day at your new job. Somebody whispers over from another cubicle, Hey, new guy, watch your tongue. Keep your mouth shut and you'll we'll stay out of trouble. It's good advice. Okay, that's the first thing. Here's the second thing. Gossip hurts the listener. Also hurts the listener. You might think, "What? Oh, what are you talking about? The listener? Did I hear that right? Yeah, The listener. Look at what the Bible says in Proverbs 17.4. It says, wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. So wrongdoers easily listen to gossip. Or you could say, if you listen to gossip, you're in the wrong. Wrongdoers easily listen to gossip, the Bible says. So if you're a willing listener, you're in the wrong. Don't kid yourself. When they stop talking to you about Bob or Sally... We'll talk to Bob or Sally about you. Don't kid yourself. What you permit, you promote. In other words, if you allow someone to run down your friend or your family member or whoever, you're promoting what they're saying by your inaction. The Bible's clear it's wrong to listen to gossip. So we know that gossip also hurts the listener, it hurts the object of it, it hurts the listener. The third thing is gossip hurts the speaker hurts the speaker of gossip as well. It hurts the very one who's initiating the gossip. In Proverbs 25, it says, when arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good reputation. Whoa. You could spend a lifetime building a good reputation. The Bible says, you start speaking gossip, you might lose it and never be able to regain it. Now think about this. When gossip is taking place, nobody ever looks at the person who is speaking the gossip and is saying or thinking, man, I would love to be like you one day, tearing somebody down with my words, destroying somebody's life. I would love to be like you. Nobody's thinking that. I'm not thinking that at all. Know what you're probably thinking? This guy has got constipation of the mind and diarrhea of the mouth. That's what you're probably thinking. Know what else you probably think? I wonder what you say about me when I'm not here. I hear what you're saying and now I'm wondering what you say when I'm not around. Uh, gossip is no respecter of persons. If they blab to you about others, they will blab to others about you. Don't be naive. It's really quiet in here. Gossip, <laughs> hurts. gossip hurts everybody. It hurts everybody. The person that's spoken about, the person who's listening, and the person who speaks it. Now listen, I, I live in the real world. I know it's easy to pass on juicy morsels. I know it kind of feels good to feel like you're on the inside or you're in the know. But hopefully we can all see that it's damaging to people, including ourselves. And with God's help, we will not be initiators of gossip, like at all, at all. But like I said, I live in the real world. When someone starts gossiping to you, hey, did you hear? I heard that. It can be uncomfortable to stiff-arm somebody. It can be, it's awkward. What do you do? Do you point at them and in your best Charlton Heston voice say, Sinner! Gossip! begone gone from me! <laughs> I mean, who wants to say that? Who has the nerve to say that? If you had the nerve to say that, I'm probably more concerned about you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just give you one silver bullet. A silver bullet that takes care of Gossip when it comes your way. And this is much easier, it's much less awkward, and takes less drama than the, than the other. When someone says, Did you hear? Did you hear that Bob? I immediately ask the person, May I quote you. Oh. That's <laughs> May I quote you. It's amazing how quickly gossips can turn through shades of red, and it's equally amazing the speed at which someone can backpedal. May I quote, say that with me. May I quote you. It'll stop gossip in its tracks. All right, now I'm going to turn this message on its ear. And in the time that's remaining, I'm going to teach you how to gossip. What? <laughs> no kidding. I'm going to show you how to change your world through gossip. The kind of gossip I'm talking about is called Good gossip. Good gossip. It's saying good things behind each other's backs, building bridges rather than walls, wanting to lift each other up rather than tear each other down. The Bible has a lot to say about encouraging one another, and I fully believe that we can obey that call even in a sort of roundabout way and bring a whole other depth and dimension to it. Just a a quick peek at a few verses that point us in this direction. First Thessalonians chapter five says, "Therefore encourage one another and build each other up." And in Hebrews chapter 10, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Romans 15: "We should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord." Here's the deal. There are, there are compliments that float all around, and we love them. We love compliments. And we know that we can speak these words of encouragement more frequently and with more regularity than we currently do, and then we should do that. But I'll take it a step further. Let's say that Fabia tells me that she just loves when she walks in the door here, comes in, and Beverly and Shelby are there, and they give her a big hug when she comes in. And it just makes her feel good, makes her feel glad that she came. You know, it makes her smile. Fabia's happy, and Beverly and Shelby are happy because they're doing what they're called to do and what they're good at. It. And it makes me happy because all this is happening under my nose. Uh, but let's take it just a step further. I'm going to go to Beverly and Shelby and say, you know what Fabia said about you? <laughs> sounds gossipy, doesn't it? Yeah. May I
1: quote Well, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, Fabia said that you guys make her glad that she came to church. You put a smile on her face. You put joy in her heart. Way to go. Wow. She really said that? Yeah, she did. See how that works? Let's say that Duff or Jay come up to you and they say, You know, I see Dylan and Cassidy over there. They're setting up kids' church, whether or not we even have kids that week. We just, you know, they're just there. They're ready either way. It's amazing. What a blessing of the art of this church. And, you know, you can hear that, nod your head, and say, Yeah, how about that? Cool. Or, When you get a chance, you can go to Dylan and Cassidy and say, you know what, Duff? You know what Jane said about you? You know what they said about you? What? Well, they said they're amazed at your faithfulness, that you guys, whether we have 10 kids or no kids, you guys are ready to go. Man, that takes commitment. That takes a real heart to serve the kids and the parents of this church. Wow, really? Yeah, what he said. What you're doing gets noticed. Wow, Thanks. That kind of stuff can become contagious. Good gossip. You know what it really is? It's using your words to demonstrate love rather than strife. For healing rather than damage. To build up rather than tearing down. And that's, it's all a choice. It's all a choice of what we're going to do with our words. So what I want to do this week is practice starting good gossip. Starting it. Spreading it intentionally filling the air with it. So when you have a good thought about somebody else, share it, share it either with that person or with somebody else. Initiate good gossip beyond that. If somebody else comes to you and says something about a person you know, share it. Be a spreader of good gossip, because before you know it, people are just encouraging each other left and right, the air is filled with it, that's a good thing, it's multiplying, it's a beautiful thing. Let this be an environment of good gossip. So here's a closing question about this. What if you get caught? What if you get get caught encouraging somebody? What if you're sharing good gossip with somebody and they say, may I quote you? May I quote you? You can just grin from ear to ear and say, you certainly can. (laughs) You certainly can. All right. We're going to take a few minutes and use our big fat mouths to honor the Lord for a few minutes. Um, We're going to do this for the rest of the series. We're going to respond to the message by going back into a few minutes of worship. Because we get to use our minds and our mouths to honor God, to worship Him. And it's another exercise in doing good with our big fat mouths. So why don't you uh, bow your heads we'll pray. In Jesus' name, Lord, we come to you and we're grateful for your presence. We're grateful for the promise to share time with us and be with us. And, Lord, we desire to use our words, to use the intent of our hearts and the way that we declare things. Lord, to honor you and not to damage, not to tear down, but to lift you up, Lord. We want you to be glorified with our words. So, God, I pray you in the next few moments that you would had our praises. stand back up This week as we go um, first pick up uh, some of the information on the Christmas boxes in the back and take a box or two or five with you and uh, remember got a couple of weeks to bring this stuff back uh, the filled up boxes so take that with you uh, Wednesday night game night seven o'clock Baldwin Harbor same place we had the ice cream party right down the street from here about five minutes if you have any questions about that your uh, bulletin has all the information And a salt meeting today, in about five minutes, if you are a servant or a leader at this church or you're interested in becoming, stick around, and we'll meet for about five minutes or so, in about five minutes or so. And me leave you with this. Go in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and remember, the God who came still comes, and the God who spoke still speaks. God bless you. Have a great Sunday.